Hello and welcome to Idgitcast. This is a cluster episode for Season 9, Episode 9, Holy Terror, and Season 9, Episode 10, Road Trip. And then myself and my lovely wife Darcy here in Duluth, Minnesota, also newbies both. Burr. Burr. Cold. It's warm in here. We got the fire going. We got the port going. It's still cold. <laughs> I, I actually went to bed to get warm today. That's how cold Is it that is. what happened? Yes. When and I went to the store work. to buy port, you went to the bed to get warm? And it didn't work. Minnesota first, and then to Duluth after that. Yeah, baby, it's cold outside. That's what they say. Yeah, yeah. So, Jason, you're back with us. I am. Welcome back. Yay! Welcome back. Hooray! Yeah. It's, it's a guest. Because uh, when you uh, when you when you messaged me about this, I was like, yeah, but I can't remember what episodes it was. So I checked the episodes, and I was like, oh, I know why I picked these episodes. Do <laughs> <laughs> you have some positive inputs? Because <laughs> that's what we're going to be looking for, right? It's a great stretch. It's a great It's rough. <laughs> it was real rough. You want to know what, guys? I'm going to be 100% honest. I, I watched them. I did not take notes. And I may have, like, wandered off here and there. Oh, so. <laughs> Well, maybe the ones that I was watching with you, I didn't wander out of the room. But maybe if I wasn't watching with you, I wandered out of the room. Well, we'll see what what you have to say. What uh, you, you yeah. can, uh, can remember what's going on by others. That's right. That's right. Points, right. I've got it. Snark on cue. Ready. Go. Right. Well. Okay. So the first one is uh, nine nine. Holy terror. Oh. Well, which one is that? Hey, am I unmuted? Yeah. Yes, you are now. Okay, all right. I, I was like talking and then I was like, wait, what's happening? Why aren't they listening to me? Okay, sorry. Can you do that again? Oh, sure. Uh, so we're starting off with 9-9, Holy Terror. And which one is that again? I think that's the one where Sam kills Kevin. <laughs> Ow. Ow. Okay. Oh, you're not that wrong. <laughs> Jeez Louise, who saw this coming? Couldn't ease him in, could you? Just, you wow. Uh, you just jumped right <laughs> in. Whew, that was the big takeaway for sure. Yeah, I no, did not see this at all. At some point early in the episode, before they were really strongly hinting at it, I was like, hey, what if this guy isn't actually Ezekiel? <laughs> and then, yeah. and then when when he got the card, I was like, okay, so it either says um, Dean Castiel or Kevin, because who else is he going to be getting getting sent to off? Right. Yeah. But uh, hey, my high point, uh, you know, at, at when I when I wrote my notes, obviously I did not had not seen the next one yet, so uh, the implication was that there were two major character deaths, because the implication was that Kevin was dead and that. That uh, Sam is no more, I believe, was what he said. Yeah, yeah I thought we were yeah. going to get like a long stretch of Sam being Gadriel. Yeah, but I wasn't well, I think that. we had that covered the first eight episodes of this season. <laughs> so they finally decided to get take us out of our misery. Part of Frank and Sam. Yeah. But yeah, that's that. So that was my uh, that was my high point, and I actually <laughs> I actually wrote it as as though I really knew what was going on, which was I put two. Let's be frank, one, two major character deaths. 
so your high point was the death of Sam? But or the death of that? Kevin. Yeah, we're moving along. We got two major character deaths. That's a... <laughs> wow, cold. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to end it after this season. I just know it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I actually caught up on season 13 this weekend because I was feeling really under the weather and I just treated myself to staying in bed and I watched the whole season 13. <laughs> There you go. You know, I was it's thinking quite myself, something. and I know, I know this is not uh, Yvette's favorite character, but I was wondering, where's Bobby? Is he, he, he upstairs, he went up to, like, yeah, he's upstairs. running things? No, no, he, he can't be an angel. He's just a soul up there. Well, I know, so who's running the joint? Booger? No, he's, yeah. he's walking around on Earth. He can be well, he, he oh. came down because he said he was bored. He was like, well, I'm the only one up there. So he just left everyone up there. So what's gonna happen? They're all in their like private little holodecks. So I I watched this episode when I first watched this episode. I was watching it with my homegirl um, Alex, and she's like the biggest supernatural person I know. Like she like soon as I was like, yeah, I gotta watch. Uh, I think it was episodes nine and ten, and she goes, which season? I was like uh, nine. So she then immediately pulls them up on Netflix for me, and she's like, oh, I remember these episodes. Oh no, and I'm like. <laughs> And I'm like, what? She goes, I think this is when Kevin dies. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot he avoided by Sam. And yeah, and it's. This is pretty rough stuff. Like, we've had Kevin for a few seasons now, and he's a beloved character, but he gets an unceremonious death. Like, it's not like how some shows, stre- you know, kind of stretch it out, kind of. Give you that? Yeah, he didn't have cancer or anything good like that. No, it just done. It just done. Smited. Didn't even get to go out in a fight. Just yeah, wasn't like yeah, just dang. We don't know if I'm going to come back from this or not. So I'm going to, you know, I get I get a big speech because I don't know if I'm coming back from this, and it turns out he's not coming back from this. But no, just gone. Well, I thought um, I forgot that he died in this episode, (laughs) and it was like. One of those things where, you know, we've mentioned previously, like, oh, they're just kind of giving lip service to certain characters because they can't afford to have them be on the show right now. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you only have X amount of appearances. And so they mentioned Kevin. And then when he shows up at the towards the end, I was like, oh, we get to see him this time. Remember that he's still here. Ha ha ha. And then uh, he dies like 10 minutes later. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, I guess. This is this is the place. Um, so I like I I knew that he was going to die, but I just didn't remember when. So um, it was a good surprise for me, I guess, if you can call it good in that way. You know. Um, I, yeah. I think you know. I think Kevin's death is one of those times where we get to see how negatively the Winchesters and what they do affect other people. Yeah, I mean, clear. I mean, I mean, just, just the fact that Kevin is this basically an unwitting, unwilling participant. Like he gets all like he's, he didn't make the choice to be a scribe of God. Like he, this was put on him. And then the Winchesters kind of locked him in a box and was like, Hey man, you're a personal transcription monkey. Get at it. And, and I mean, I mean, they do a really good job early on with his character of showing like his the fact that he misses his mom. And I mean, yeah, I think a lot of the or some of the um, you know neglect of screen time for Kevin in this season was actually deliberate. It was you know meant to to play into the this death and uh, highlight the way you know if they had just paid closer attention instead of leaving this kid at home to, you know, do all his homework um, alone yeah. with, you know, they, they just weren't there for him. And I, I think that that was actually intentionally reflected in his absence from the show. That makes sense. I saw, um, I just popped it in the Skype chat, Osric Child, the actor who plays Kevin, um, he wrote like a farewell to the show message um, that was sweet. You know, he kind of mentions what Annie was just saying, like, 
you know, you don't think about how young he actually is and just how he's been around for a long time and how it was emotional and how he had prosthetics over his eyes. So um, he didn't have to, like, look at anyone. <laughs> but he was also worried that, like, he would cry the glue off of his eyes. Oh, so. Right. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's nice. I hadn't read that before. So Yeah, I saw it on the, um, they, they linked to it on the, uh, the Supernatural Wiki page. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you all actually read that far down, because I feel like sometimes pages get spoilery, so... Um, it's in the Skype chat now. If we want to look at it, um, it. It, it, it started to play a Macy's ad, so I, I closed it up real quick. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, ah, okay. I have another high point for this episode. Good. Just, or it, it might have been when I like got disconnected for a second. But uh, I don't know if anyone said it yet. Just the fact that we know who the hell. Gadriel is now. Um, that it's not Ezekiel, it's Gadriel. Hey, finally, finally we know. Finally, Sam knows. Um, I'm glad that that's not. Yeah, that was my high point as well. Just Ezekiel not being Ezekiel. It's like hmm, yeah, that's interesting. And not just some random, you know, angel, but one who's been in prison since the dawn of time. <laughs> yeah, someone significant. I like I like that. I I also like that, like. I think a high point of this episode is Metatron. Like, I like manipulative booger. Like, because he comes down and he still has that kind of stinker vibe to him, the way he talks to you. But he's talking to Galadriel in a way that he's like, <laughs> Gadriel. Gadriel. <laughs> he's like, look, man, you had a raw deal. I get it. You didn't do that on purpose, man. And, and, and it, it hurt God to lock you up, bro. So here's the deal. I'll let you back into heaven free of charge, except maybe just, you just got to do a couple things. Yeah, except but, not actually free of charge. Yeah, it, it's just a little thing, just a small thing. It's not that big a deal. Just need to come in on Saturday. I need you to kill Kevin. Although, if you unsuspectingly, he could have smote Sam. I mean, or, or Dean. He could have got Dean. He was he was supposed to, apparently. Take the initiative, right? Or is that the next episode where he tells him he should have taken the initiative? I don't know. It all blends together. Oh, hey, we lost everybody. Oh! 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 oh. Take I'm still here. Take I'm two. still here. Whoa, whoa, yeah. Whoa. Everyone's back. We're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were all like, wait, what? The, the screen said the connection is poor, everyone's gone, and then oh wow! Back. Then you're all back. That was weird. <laughs> all right, we're here. Okay, that's confusing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I find it so that Gadriel did not kill Dean when he had the chance. Like it was an I agree initiative; it didn't occur to him to take. You know, and that might again that might be a part of that his character because he's been like he's been so. Because, again, for some reason, the angels and demons are very similar in their tactics of, oh, we have you in prison. Now we're going to torture you for no reason. And it comes up in, I think, in the next episode. But maybe he's he doesn't have that initiative because it's kind of been beat out of him, so to speak. Like, he just kind of follows orders. And since Metatron didn't give him a specific order to be like, hey, take out one of the Winchesters, he just didn't think about it to do it. Like, it's just not in him. Darcy, he has been, like, kind of out of the game for a while, yes. you know, trapped in prison. Yeah. Uh, Darcy, did you have a high point? I was glad that Booker was back. <laughs> <laughs> that was I, again, I'd rather call him Herbert Viola, but no one knows who I that can't, is. I can't. I can't ever remember that. I'm never going to remember that. So, you know, you get Booker for me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. It's like his pledge name. <laughs> no, no one's ever gonna forget that he played someone named Booger. Um, yeah, I would not know his actual actor name. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> oh, Viola is uh, his character for Moonlighting. Oh, see, Curtis, that's how little I know about him beyond Curtis, Booger. Curtis Armstrong is the, uh, the, and then I can never remember his name from Risky Business oh, or Better Off Dead. 
Oh my god, he was been moonlighting. My goodness. And he Paul. wasn't better off dead. That's right. That, that's a really great movie. And in Risky Business. He played the, the character in Risky Business, and then Better Off Dead, he's basically playing that character again, but like turned up to 42. <laughs> I'm a good bull, Paul. Like, you got some, some deep cuts in you about the cinema stuff. Man. He did go to film school, so. And I was a gigantic Moonlighting fan, too, so. So what about our lows? I had a couple of minor high points I wanted to Oh, go ahead, Jack. Just little ones. Um, I liked Muriel. I liked the actress. And I liked the fact that there was another, you know, genuine, good, kind angel out there who still wanted to help people. And I loved Cass's prayer montage. Yeah. (laughs) The (laughs) frustration and helplessness of it from the human side. That was fun to see. Yeah. I have not necessarily a high point, but a note point. Um, Theo, who is the angel torturing Cass uh, when he's been kidnapped, is Sage Brocklebank, um, the actor. That I was like, wait, I know him from a place. He was a character on Psych. Ah. Um, so in case that face was familiar to anyone else... That's who he is. He played Buzz McNabb on Psych. I've seen bits of Psych, but not tons of Psych. I really want to see more. It's fun. But basically, I saw some first season, and then I then I lost track of it, and then I went back and I've watched, rewatched some of first season, <laughs> and then I've seen Twin Spires or Dual Spires. Dual, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's some great episodes and also just great character actors on that show um that was all i had for um high points okay so uh did we want to talk low points then um Um, i'm gonna go with kevin getting killed (laughs) yeah my big low gosh you beat me to it (laughs) i also hated that weird sappy song that they played afterwards Oh, I don't even remember that. <laughs> it was just some weird, like, slow jam that I could not get down with. Yeah, that's uh. different from what they normally have for the Winchester. The Winchester sit squarely in, like, the 70s and 80s rock. And that song just felt like late 80s, early 90s, like, like transition out of, like, hair and glam metal to, like, that that stuff that we don't talk about. like. The song. I don't Let's now. see. We can. I'll look it up. Okay. If I can, without. I can't see it either. Look down. Supernatural wicking. Well, while you look that up, uh, another low. The low point that I wrote down for this episode was, Dean. Why you always lying? <laughs> because <laughs> he just can't. He just can't. <laughs> bear to tell the truth to anybody kevin's like why am i looking up the spell and he's like well theoretically (laughs) if you know you know maybe this one time there might be a situation by the way kevin is like whatever hey why does he think people were gonna believe him like he's the worst liar like he is like if kevin wasn't such a naive little kind of young innocent guy like he didn't like he wouldn't have pulled that on Sam. Like that wouldn't have been able. He to work. has pulled it on Sam. Hello, have you been watching this season? <laughs> He's been lying to him constantly. He's like, "Buddy, you got to rest up." And Sam's like, "I'm fine. Why is there something wrong?" And Dean is like, "Uh, no, yeah." <laughs> like he's always lying in a terrible, unconvincing way, and people always believe him. I'm like, blah. Yeah. Like, I love how they do start making Sam realize, like, the time jumps. Like, he's like, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, man, I was, we were listening to Back in Black by, you know, ACDC, and now we're listening to Metallica. Like, we just jumped ahead on this road 50 miles. Like, that's scary if that was actually happening to you. So, um, aliens. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I almost bit my sky. <laughs> I saw that on X Files. Yeah, draw an X <laughs> on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lost time. I've been the first episode. Yeah, it is the pilot. Yep. Yeah. 
I'm watching a lot of ancient aliens, so when you said aliens, like the first thing I thought was, I'm not trying to say it's aliens. But, like, that's what I also yeah. My point was that it felt like seventy-five percent. There was there was a good twenty-five percent of the episode that was really awesome and exciting and interesting, and a good seventy-five percent of the episode was heaven faction infighting, which was okay. not as interesting to me. You didn't like the the melody mama bus? What was it called? <laughs> <laughs> when the melody ministry? Those <laughs> melody people ministry who put that club. song in your head that's going to be there for the next three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. I it's like I didn't mind that too much cuz it's like a glimpse into what the hell else is going on. Mm. Um the point for me is Sam's I'm an ain't acting. Oh god. It's so bad. It's mm-hmm. so awful. It is atrocious and I and I get it. Like I mean, they're not the best actors, but my God, like, it, <laughs> it, I mean, I yeah, I it's very do, rough to watch. They do do some things pretty well because this is like a very specific genre of TV. But, well, I think um, they've settled into like their roles as like Dean and Sam pretty well. Yeah, but asking them to do something else is just like whoa. All the Gadriel stuff was just really rough to watch (laughs) like his face he looks like he's like gritting his teeth real hard and his eyes are all squinchy and yeah he gets maybe really straight maybe i mean like do you think jensen ackles would be any better no like if he was possessed by an angel maybe it's the perspective of having seen it you know a bunch of times but when i go back and watch uh sam as gadriel i think that he's really good at it because he's actually, if if I, because I know who that is, I can completely see Tamo Pinnicket saying those lines with those inflections. Yeah, I don't know that actor, but, but it probably doesn't play if you you know, don't already know. You know him so. I think this time around, you know, like watching it a second time, knowing like the whole angel possession storyline, like. It is really quick where you can tell, like, oh, he, this is Gadriel now. Or, like, now this is actually Sam, and, like, this is actually Gadriel. It just is a little bit hokey in its execution. So, yeah. Yeah. I give it points for being distinct enough that you can tell, but yeah. I think Jared does, you know, and when you know what's going on, he does a, a reasonable, reasonably good Tamo Pinnicket impression. <laughs> Darcy, did you have a little point? Um, I'm like having a moment of what episode are we on? It was Kevin Dine. Yes. I'm missing. All right, so have we gotten everybody's low points? Feels like we did. I think so. Yeah. Uh, does anybody want to quote anything from? I have one. Okay. Uh, it is Castiel. Uh, he says, okay, I am unfamiliar with this end of the process. When he starts the that uh, prayer sequence. Yes. I like that. Yeah. I also only have one this time. Uh, Kevin says, I always trust you, and I always end up screwed. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Is that all the quotes? I guess so. All righty. What's next? Are we going on Dean and Sam? Uh, Who wins, who loses? I'm going to go with nobody wins this thing. I don't think anybody wins either. Dean lost. (laughs) I've got Castiel winning, even though he had to go to nefarious means to to get get A. Grace back. He's, He's back. So yeah. I, I got him winning, but, but nobody else wins, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Um, so are we on to ratings? I suppose we are. Let's do it. All right. Let's let our guest go first. Uh, Jason, what do you think? Oh, put me on the spot. Um, honestly, I like it when TV shows and movies have stakes. And I think killing off Kevin is a pretty high 
stakes, especially seeing as he became such a beloved character. So I gotta give this a nice, solid nine out of ten. Like this a lot, like, and again, like I was watching this with someone else, and this episode stuck out to me. It shows that his death, you know, people watching the show. So definitely gotta give this a nine out of ten. But all right, nine out of ten. Who would like to go next? I agree. I also am going to give this episode a 9 out of 10 um, Melody Mamas. Um, this, uh, I, I agree with the stakes. I like that things are finally going forward, you know? Like, I was excited to watch the next episode when this one ended. Um, it didn't feel like a blah of the week. Like, things are actually happening. We're setting things up to know like oh there's there is some infighting that maybe it's weird now because it's the beginning of it but it's definitely the start of something and I felt very encouraged by that so 9 out of 10 great uh, like I said uh, before I thought that, that a good 75% of it felt like it was just just, uh, just the politics of the thing and then the, the other 25% was great but I, I will give it better than 25% great of course uh, I'm going to give it 6.5 out of 10 uh, Funny Angels. Darcy, what about you? Oh, boy. It was it was all right, I guess. Uh, I'm just... I'm, I'm ticked they, they took away Kevin. Uh-huh. I, I really like it, though. Um, but, oh, well. Life goes on. I'll give it uh, a 6 uh, out of 10 uh, eyeball socket. Sure, sure, that works. Ouch. Annie, what about you? Um, I also really like this episode. I'm really excited for what comes next. Um, I was thoroughly entertained throughout. And, uh, you know, the the losing Kevin is just the emotional punch that I'm kind of, I'm so glad that it punched everybody. Like, everybody's feeling Kevin's loss, which is awesome. So um, I'm going to give it 9 out of 10 Born Again Bikers. Gosh dang. That was mine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So I really liked this one. And I'm excited um, to see where it goes forward. So I gave this one an 8.5 out of 10 Butchering Angels. Which gives this one an eight, which I think is perfectly fine. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that moves us on to nine ten road trip. Um, what's that one about? Um, this is the one where Crowley gets inside Sam. <laughs> 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 and all the innuendo flies. <laughs> <laughs> That I think I walked out of the room for probably years ago because there's like stuff I missed. So, oh, Darcy, I'm I'm kind of with you on that one, Darcy. Like, I um, so I was watching this while I was at jury duty, so I was like in the jury pool, like watching it, and I was like, my attention, I maybe it's just because of where I was, but like, I could not pay attention to this at all. I just, like, my mind kept wandering, and I kept thinking about other things and looking at my phone. It was really hard to pay attention on this one. Pretty slightly important. Just slightly. What was so that? is this the point where Cass re-angels, or did he re-angel in the last he one? He re-angeled in the last one. That's why I had him winning. Okay. okay. All right. That's oh, right. that's, that's right. right. Yeah. Because yeah. I did not realize he re-angeled until this one. No. I will say that on Netflix, the the little the little screenshot that they have for this episode is Dean Crowley and Castiel walking to the car, and I'm like, "Oh, you know you're in an episode. Like if you get those <laughs> in the car, like yeah, you're getting a good episode." <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> That's a funny episode. marker for it. You know, any episode, anybody, like any episode where you can get Crowley and Castiel talking to one another about anything is going to be good. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. Like those two play off each other really, really well. And all the B 
bickering and like the backseat crap that happens with them is fantastic. It's one of my high, the high like when uh, and I love the fact that like later on when he's they're getting in the car, Crowley's uh, like shotgun, and Dean's like, "Oh no, you're." <laughs> It's just really good. Like I love it when those two get to play off each other because it doesn't happen all too often. So you get a lot. It's it's fun. Like it gives you a lethal weapon vibe, kind of so to speak. Like this this bickering back and forth, and it's it's very playful. It's not malicious in any any way. It's definitely like a, a you know an odd couple type moment. I really like that. Yeah, you know what happens to the drive through. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> I've got, for my personal high point, I've got, uh, I actually kind of have a dual high point. Sam is free, and we get Tamo Pennicut back, and they actually, like, they, 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 they came up with a reason that he still looks like Tamo Pennicut by, by re, uh, reoccupying the same vessel. Instead of, like, you know, Cass, who's been absolutely, fully, physically destroyed multiple times and still looks like his vessel. <laughs> Was it was it this episode or was it the last episode where Cass uh, imitates a uh, FBI agent and, and has a reminiscing moment with Dean about having sex with the Reaper? That was oh, that was the last episode. Oh, wait, no, the FBI <laughs> one was this one, wasn't it? I think he was they probably all run FBI together twice, but oh, I no, think yeah, that it was, was, it was. I think it was the last one, yeah. It was the last one because Dean was like, "Oh, she was so hot," and Cass was like, "And very nice." Yes. Yeah, that was the last one. Um, I'm trying to think. I guess the thing that's jumping out at me from this episode is actually more in the low point category, even though I did cackle with delight. It doesn't count as an official high point. Um, I don't know. This this is sort of like a chugga-chugga episode. Moving it along. Did you have a high point? I have a, oh, sorry. I have a high point. Okay. The whole Poughkeepsie scene. Like, oh. Crowley possessing Sam and the red smoke and the conversation inside Sam's head. I just, that's awesome. Also, but Crowley. I forgot about that. The red smoke is awesome. You see, now he's the only demon that has that, right? Like, cause we've seen multiple demons at this point and they've all had black except for Crowley, right? I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. There's, I mean, all- some debates out there on why is Crowley a smoke red? <laughs> Nobody can answer. He's special. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure Abaddon has been shown to have black. Yeah, yeah. Even in her origin episode, where we see where she came from, uh, it was black, almost certain. Yeah. Um, thank you for bringing up that possession scene, Annie. Because <laughs> even though I'm like looking at this, I was like, "What was this episode again?" Um. Yeah, that and the banter there is also funny. He's like, me, like I'll go in. Um, yeah, and now he has to like shoot Sam to convince him like this isn't real. <laughs> Get to oh. do it the fun way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sam was like, what? That's a. Um. Oh, I, I'll be honest. I didn't. Pay- oh no. <laughs> Oh no! I remember what you guys are saying, except for the the, the, except scene for the where, climactic yeah, scene. Yeah, I think yeah. I missed that. I think I was giving directions on Disney. I don't know. Or the dog had to go out, or I don't know. Something happened. So. Um, what did we think about Abner? So wait, who's Abner? Abner is the one that he had to go kill at the near the end. That was his good friend. Oh, the yeah. one who has like a family or whatever. Yeah. He has a family, and it's like I just I, didn't give a rat's butt about that character at that, all. I was like, why are we meeting another freaking angel? I don't care. <laughs> and wasn't it like super slash fan fiction too? I was like, were they best friends or is this code? Like, 
what who's like this is daddy's best friend like yeah really? you're right like <laughs> like their dialogue at that point says something like oh you know we were on the inside together and like it, you know it was just for that time but i've got a family now it was very code very code it right? is very, y'all are right i was like is this another Grindeldor scene happening? <laughs> or am I watching Supernatural? Um, yeah. That was like neither here nor there for me. Yeah, it no, just I, felt unnecessary. Like, I, I was just like, I cannot take any more characters. There are so many already. <laughs> I mean, he, he, was, he was brought up in conversation earlier in the episode and they killed him near the end of the episode so that helps but uh yeah no i, I yeah. Just thought it was weird you know it wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't like oh yeah no i fell a long time ago and now i have a family that is my family it was more of a i i fell when everybody else fell and and now i have a family and and they they love me so it's cool right because i'm totally uh it's totally my family right yeah it's there's like a whole range of how angels are dealing with being earthbound. Like, you know, he's content to just be like, all right, I'm going to inhabit this man's entire existence. Although I did, Whereas, I did enjoy that, that, uh, that previously the guy that he was, that he had somehow gotten to say yes to uh, possessing was, uh, was an abusive asshole. Yeah. I like that part. You're right. I, I caught although, that. Although, it, although it was confusing to me why he would say yes then, but, uh, cause angels have to yeah. get, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So that happens. Just more dubious consent. Yeah, and, and because of the because of the possession scene with Crowley, we learn that once you do say yes to an angel, they keep you in like stasis, so to speak. Like they just kind of keep you doped up, so you don't ever say no again. Like or or say get out. Like. They've done in just these last two episodes. They've done a really good job of showing you that the angels and demons don't have very different tactics. Like their tactics, yeah, yeah, they're very similar. I mean, I guess they've always been, but it's pretty shocking how much they're like the same beings. Yeah, you know, they torture their prisoners. You know, angels have the one caveat of asking you if you would like them to possess you but once they're in it's just like the demons they keep you locked up in a box and they just they just wear you like a skin suit as to quote to quote (laughs) (laughs) well didn't we learn before that like if a demon's inside of you you can like watch everything that's going on it seems like if it's an angel inside of you you're just like kind of dead inside yeah i think the angels like do a gin type of fake out where they make you like experience something else and they can choose to have you not watch. I can't remember what, what Jimmy ended up saying about about the whole experience because Jimmy was around for a little while. Didn't he say he remembered like flashes but not really yeah, anything so. solid? Well Sam seems you know Sam had zero idea that there was something else living inside of him. Yeah. So Clearly, Gadriel was keeping him totally, like, out of the loop. Maybe they can only surface occasionally, like, get out. Maybe they're just, like, in the sunken place. When Damn, messed up. <laughs> <laughs> this is so messed up. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, take a picture of Sam with the flash on. Maybe he'll realize. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Spoilers for Get Out. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I like. How you got me thinking? Now I gotta go watch Get Out after this. Uh, it's a great. It's a great it's movie. So good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it just only gets better every time you watch. Um. Well, are we at low points now? I think we may be at low points now. Y'all, this Can was I say boring. My low point. I'm so bored. My low yes. point. My low point is. The pop star. <laughs> the yeah. of- oh, so pointless. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was that? that was- Everything about that. I was like, why? What are you wearing? Why is your hair like that? Why do you have those boots on? Why are there sequin patches on your your leg and your shoulder? 
Why are you like, talking like that? Yeah. <laughs> why? why did he why? look like that? Like his whole look was just like there's no pop star that How looks like this even, ever. Did it make the plot move along? Did it? Did it? Yeah, because it was the I was the torturer. Yeah, it was the torturer from heaven that he kills. By the way, did did you guys catch his like almost like jive? Hawk comment to his agent when he was like, "Bitch, did I stutter?" Like, yeah. I was, oh yeah, yeah. What was that? <laughs> like, oh horrible. my god, not exactly. But you kind of slurred. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know. This guy was on eleven and chewing scenery like he was Tim Curry. Like, I'm just like, my god. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like with no good reason. Enjoy. <laughs> Love Tim Curry. Tim Curry could have eat all the curtains, but this guy is just. I mean, <laughs> no, man. Glad you uh, curtains. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, you know, he he was important because he brought in that that uh, that Gadriel was tortured, and he got in, he, he brought in the Abner and sort of brought brought that up and and so that it would mean something later on, I guess. I guess. Uh, my low point is at the end, they're going their separate ways again. Yeah. Yeah. Get over the drama, boys. Come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, for real. It's um. It is. It is funny that I guess now that I've seen the whole show, it's like these kinds of moments bother me less. <laughs> Because it, like it is like I know that it's a recurring thing, but well, yeah, the fir- it's clearly recurring to me too. It, I can see. That. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's clearly recurring, but like now I have sort of like an exasperated fondness instead of just like <laughs> exasperated <laughs> frustration. I don't of, like. Why? <laughs> I have an exasperated <laughs> desire to knock some heads together. <laughs> One's like, oh, they're separating again. They're fighting. Okay. All right, room. boys. Dude, it's like one. Talk about it. Come on out. Like I, I feel like this is that's a low point because it's a sign of such not good writing. Like it's almost once a season. That's yeah. Two yeah. up. Yeah. And it, so then I have a question okay we keep we keep coming back around to it and it keeps coming up in the writing is this like how people treat each other in their families is this like normal for people I don't know I'm asking because this is for me (laughs) 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 to be be honestly asking I don't know I my sister, I have, gets, my sister gets Wisconsin, and I get Minnesota, and that's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, see, I have four older I'm the baby of five, and we just fought it out. Like, it just, like, like, like wild animals. Like, my mom had to spray us with the hose at points. Like, it just, I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen brothers and sisters depicted in this way like my brother's kids he has two boys and they fight like cats and dogs at a drop of a hat and they love each other again like i've never seen them be like well fine you take the kitchen i've got the living room well no the lego blocks are there i want the living room well fine i'll take this i'll take the playroom like i've never seen this before like where they just split and like and that's how they deal with it. Like, no, like siblings fight each other. Like, it's like, yeah, I think the, the Winchesters had a not great example in their dad of like how you communicate with the people that are closest to you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And what is considered omission in the name of protection versus actually thinking about how the other person feels not just the way you feel like they're going to feel. Um, so I think they just, they're just like, they can't get out of that pattern. Dean in particular, Sam is usually willing to work with him a little bit and say like, Hey, you know, talk to me about whatever, or like, I'm upset because, or you shouldn't be doing this. But I think he, you know, 
every now and then he's like, I'm done. I'm so done with you. Like you had me, you had me possessed without my consent. (laughs) And you have the nerve to tell me that it was for my own good when I would have wanted to die. And like, you didn't even let me, you didn't even let me choose that. Um, so he just like needs time away from Dean, which I can understand. Whereas Dean is just like, meh, like <laughs> you didn't, you don't see it my way. Dean is just like being a baby. That was a, that you're, you're, you brought up a really good line where Sam tells him, Sam says, I was okay. I was willing to die. Like that's a really, that's a really good line. Like that's a really good thing. Like he had no peace with his choice. Yeah, and that whole conceit was why I stopped watching this show for a little bit. But um, basically, like, I do families fight like this normally? I don't think so. But is Sam justified in needing some space? I like, I could, I can give him that. Like, imagine Dean being your sibling. No, like, seriously. <laughs> I, I would, it was awful. Like, Are you done being mad yet? Are you done being mad yet? <laughs> <laughs> She give me a big old pluck up the side of the back of the head, and then we're good. Okay, you go to Abilene, Texas, and I'll go to Racine, Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah, I like to think there's a reason my sister is in Southern California while I'm in Louisiana. You know, you just got to keep a little distance sometimes. Seriously, I would. I'd live with my sister. Oh God, no! Jeez, Louise. God. <laughs> My sister's a total sweetheart and like the nicest person in the world, but like it's just she's so annoying. You know, some people are just I can't. Well, your sister is. She's gonna she's, <laughs> can't. She's, I wouldn't go with annoying. I would go with <laughs> <laughs> for it because she is what she is and Uh you just accept it because otherwise you would go through your life not being able to deal with her at all. Hey, where'd my passport go? What is that? (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) It's the thing you need to get out of Mexico. (laughs) I I love my sister so much that I hate her. It's fun. It's fine, but but it's but again, it, I will say the the Winchesters get this correctly. No one can mess or pick with my sisters other than me. Anyone else? We got problems. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no, totally. If somebody else calls my sister annoying, I would not be down with that at all. But yeah, yeah people picked on me when we were growing up, and she did horrible things to them. <laughs> so, but she picked on me more than anybody ever. So. <laughs> Strap them to a chair and put pins in their head? No, she. (laughs) Well, actually, she held them down and made me feed them worms. Oh my goodness! (laughs) What? That's my favorite quote of you that you gave me from high school. Yeah. You were walking down the hall in high school, and someone walked up to you and said, "It was you. You did it." Feed worms. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Oh. I was like, I totally forgot about that, but yeah, I did. <laughs> well, somebody's got to do it, right? That's right. That's right. He was being a jerk. He shouldn't have been acting like that. So. Y'all, what are, are we at the uh, who wins? Are we at quotes? Where are we we're on probably, this? We're probably quotes unless other people have low points. I mean, it's boring. That's it. Boring. <laughs> we're good. Let's quote this puppy. Uh, quote it up. Crowley calling someone a punk ass? I'm all about it. <laughs> it did seem real funny, like for that person. Yeah, just because <laughs> he called him. He called him. Was it? Was, was, did he call him a punk ass bitch? I think. It sounds right. <laughs> it sounds all right. Holy roller, roller, something like that. Yeah, yeah, some, yeah. <laughs> As holy roller, it's it's Crowley saying punk ass, and it's fine. Like it is the best thing. Um, and I am with it. Yeah, there was I, I I forget which one of them said which one of them said which line, but there was which when they first got in the car, it was like, "Hey, watch your leg. You're on my side." <laughs> yeah. 
Oh. Don't make me turn this car around like I was waiting for. Yeah. Our kids behave in the backs most of the time, don't they? These days, I think when they were like you know, when they were, when they were like in the in the lower single digits. Uh, these days I seem to remember like pulling the car over and making them sit on the sidewalk and yelling at them. I remember doing that. Really? Oh. I, I remember pulling over the car and and they they got dope slaps. <laughs> You're not supposed to hit your children, Paul Mackey. It was just up at the top of the head. Just, just right, 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 right in there. In the hard part. Well, they didn't do that anymore, did they? No, they were. Li- they both looked at me like they were shocked. <laughs> it takes a lot to make you angry, by the way. I probably shouldn't admit this. <laughs> you probably shouldn't. Now they're going to come take me. Maybe you can cut this out. Yeah, you cut Edit. this out. Edit. <laughs> Edit. <laughs> Well, I heard the. Are great, those all? <laughs> I heard the. I heard the greatest uh, solution to that, though, that someone someone here in Minnesota gave. Hmm. They were driving down the down the road, and it was like the holiday season or something like that. The kids were bickering in the back seat like crazy, and they first they cranked up the heater, and then they cranked down both the rear windows and then locked them. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Are those all our quotes? I have a couple if nobody else does. Okay. Okay. Both Crowley lines. He got all the good lines in this episode. Um, he says when he's uh, uh, negotiating for, you know, he'll help for in return for a little field trip. And Dean's like, no. And he's like, no, of course not. Because if I'm plan A, I'm sure you have a totally viable, much better plan B. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then a little later in the episode, he just says, right now I'm the goodest guy you got. Which I yeah. just thought was a cool line. Yeah, yeah who wins uh, this? Who does it? Uh, I got Sam uh, he's free. Yep. Yeah. All right. I could agree with that. I had nobody, but I'll go with that. I'll go with that. <laughs> oh, thanks. Convinced us. You convinced us. Once again, I say Sam because he has the emotional maturity that Dean is missing. He's able to say that he's aggravated and yeah, he is like finally in control of his own faculties. But yeah. um, you know, he chooses to leave and walk away. And so he does. So I'll give you that. Sam wins this one um, for almost every reason you've said. I mean, plus the fact of the matter, he doesn't have to act like an angel anymore. So, pretty good. <laughs> That's a win and for a, all of us. A bonus win for Jared Padalecki. Jared. Well, what do y'all think? Uh, y'all want to rate this? Sure. Sure. Let's do it. I, I liked it a lot better than the last one. And I thought the the the, uh, the the lethal weapon trio was uh, was especially fun. Uh, I liked the, the gen- I liked the plot generally. I, I enjoyed the uh, the whole story and the just the, uh, the the premise. So I'm gonna give it a eight out of ten. Goodest guys. Which I had written down here before the quote. <laughs> I, I missed some bits of this, so I, I, it's probably not fair the way. But I mean, this is all right. Um, that definitely we're moving along, and that's much needed. Refreshing. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a seven out of ten. Uh, backstabbing assistance without. <laughs> all right. Who would like to go next? I'll go next. Um. I give this 8 out of 10 plumes of red smoke. And I, would, I, would, I don't think I like this one as much as I like the previous episode because I didn't have any real, real stakes. Um, but we did get a great Crowley and great Castiel, so I have to give this a 7.5 out of 10 punk asses. <laughs> Annie, what about you? Um, I like this one quite a lot. I was, I think it's a really good episode um, for all the reasons that we've discussed. So, 
I'm going to give it 9 out of 10 demons named Cecily. All right. Um, Like I said, (laughs) I thought this one was kind of boring. Um, I watched it while I was doing my civic duty as a, uh, a, you know, as a citizen of this great republic. Uh, And then I came home and tried to watch it again, and I could not. But in any event, I will give this a 7 out of 10, three amigos. Just a lot of amigos, which gives this a 7.75, which is just a little bit lower than the last one. I think that's about right. Okay. Cool. All right. Hey, Jason, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah. Oh, you're fine. I'm, I'm enjoying seeing you guys progress through this. Like, oh. I'm, I'm glad Nutty told me about you guys. Like, because you don't get the experience of of seeing something for the first time all over again. Like you just, it's possible, right? Like, so getting to see other people go through it for the first time is fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, do you want to uh, give any plugs real quick? Um, yeah. Um, uh, you got, uh, people can catch me on the talk nerdy to me podcast, obviously, but also I do an intro cast with, uh, Hugh O'Donnell, J.R.D. Skinner, and uh, Laura Spence uh, called Nostalgia Pilot. We actually are going back and watching uh, Gundam Wing. Me and Hugh have seen all of it, whereas Jared and Spence have not. So we actually get to uh, see how they react to early 90s anime and dubs, and it's it doesn't hold up, guys. Like it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Opinion spoiler, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a wonderful trip because it's just a—it's kind of amazing. So like what you, what you thought good as a kid. Do you normally choose dubs or subs? Um, it depends on what I'm like. I I, I have a subscription to Crunchyroll, so I watch a lot of subs. Okay. But um, if I'm doing something else, like say if I'm I'm writing or if I'm uh, having to fiddle with something on the website, sure. I'll put a put a dub on because then I don't have to pay attention yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. but for the most part if I'm watching anything it's subbed especially if it's new stuff like the fact that they like, which still amazes me that you can get almost di- you get day and dates or at least day within hours um, anime releases like with Japan so that's all subtitled like you're not going to get a dub with that right. although they although they have started doing um, dub releases as it comes out which I think is amazing like I don't uh, that's something I never thought would happen when I was growing up as a little anime fan. Like, sure, but uh, but mostly subs. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us. Um, yes, thank you so much. Yeah, our first guest in a little bit. Yeah, um, so- I, I have a ball. I have a ball going back and watching this, so it's fine. Great. <laughs> thank you. What, what's our What's our homework for next time? Homework for next time is another cluster, of course. Um, Season 9, Episode 11, Firstborn, and Season 9, Episode 12, Sharp Teeth. All right. Okay, well, uh, I guess with that, we'll uh, go ahead and wrap up for tonight and say happy hunting. Bye. Happy hunting. Bye. You've been listening to IdgitCast from QuadrupleZ.com. Join the discussion at Facebook.com slash We would love to hear from you. You can email us or send in an MP3 voice message. Please use the episode title as your subject line to help protect our newbies from spoilers. Our email address is IdgitCastPodcast at gmail.com. The opening theme for IdgitCast is by Borrowed Trouble. You can find the band at BorrowedTrouble.com. The lyrics and vocals are by Idgitcast founder Allie Jones, who you can learn all about by visiting I'mTheWonderBand.com. The closing music you are listening to even as I speak is Too Good, written and performed by Jack Mangan, and is used by his generous permission. You can find other music, writings, and discussions by Jack, as well as archives of his own deadpan podcast at JackMangan.com. You may wish to know more about the hosts of this show. Yvette can be heard as one of the hosts of Investigating Mars, a completed introcast about the TV series Veronica Mars, also available from QuadrupleZ.com. And now, Yvette will tell you all about select movies from the Lifetime Network. 
Find out before you watch what movies have all the best people, who are the worst, who is killing who, and most of all, what, if anything, makes sense. Yvette presents this trove of information at MoviesOfOurLifetime.com. Bianca doesn't currently have projects available for you to find online, but all of us at Idgicast encourage you to have a visit to your local public library. Darcy and I can also be heard on the Ghostlight Podcast, a completed intro cast for the television series Slings and Arrows. Slings and Arrows is on the Encore Plus YouTube channel, and you can hear our thoughts on the series on the Ghostlight Podcast at quadruplez.com.